This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, November 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. California case goes to Supreme Court. China expands trade influence and hemp wins first export aid. A U.S. Supreme Court to hear California growers case. California farmer challenging a law allowing union organizers to step onto a farm to talk with workers outside of work hours, according to the Los Angeles Times. In supporting the grower, the California Farm Bureau argues the law should be struck down. The Supreme Court will debate the issue of right of access early next year. Global food trade struggles, but success in some developing countries. Reduce consumer incomes around the world and supply chain difficulties during the pandemic have taken a toll on ag and food exporters in developing countries. Overall trade has remained, quote, remarkably resilient, and some suppliers have prospered, according to a new publication from the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization. Two success stories are bananas and avocados. Trade has flourished despite the difficulties brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. You can read our full story at agripulse.com. Lame duck heats up as house returns. There are expressions of optimism on both sides of the Capitol that lawmakers could reach a deal during the lame duck session on a government-wide spending bill for fiscal 21. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi told reporters Friday she and Senate Appropriations Chairman Richard Shelby have assured each other that they want to reach an agreement on an FY21 omnibus. The continuing resolution that has been funding the government since the budget year began October 1 expires December 11th. For more on Congress' lame duck agenda, you can read our Washington Week Ahead. Also, don't miss the second installment in our series on agricultural sustainability and climate legislation. It's posting this afternoon at agripulse.com. In part two, Steve Davies looks at one of the most critical issues surrounding plans to pay farmers for cutting carbon emissions, how to quantify the impact of climate-friendly practices. The Energy Department is funding research advocates hope will benefit farmers relatively soon by making it possible for growers to make money from low-carbon fuel standards. In addition, Virginia Democrat Abigail Spanberger, who chairs the House Ag Conservation Subcommittee, talks on this week's AgriPulse open mic interview about farmers and climate policy. Setting up carbon markets could ensure, quote, the good practices farmers and forest owners are employing on their land can in fact be financially beneficial to them, she says. USTR targets Mexican strawberries and peppers. The U.S. is now threatening to add strawberries and bell peppers to the mounting trade tensions between the U.S. and Mexico. U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer, spurred on by the Florida Farm Bureau and the Florida Strawberry Growers Association and the Florida Fruit and Vegetable Association, is asking the U.S. International Trade Commission to begin monitoring the trade and accumulating the data that could lead to retaliatory measures. Lighthizer already asked the ITC to investigate Mexican blueberry exports to the U.S. after his agency conducted two days of hearings with southern farmers who complained that imports continued to flood the U.S. at unfair prices, pushing many U.S. farmers out of business. 
China trade pact takes a big step forward. China and 14 other nations signed off yesterday on the formation of the world's largest trade deal, agreeing to slash tariffs and other restrictions over the next 20 years. The deal is widely seen as a victory for China and its goals to increase its influence globally. China, Japan, Australia, South Korea, New Zealand, Vietnam, Singapore, Thailand, Laos, Indonesia, the Philippines, Cambodia, Burma, and Malaysia are all members of the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, or RCEP. Some of those nations are also members of the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, a rival trade pact that was first initiated by the U.S., but only enacted after the U.S. decided to pull out in 2017. Hemp gets first export promotion aid. The hemp industry, for the first time, will receive USDA funding to promote its product abroad. The National Industrial Hemp Council has been awarded $200,000 from the Market Access Program. NIHC's effort will focus on Europe and China. The global industrial hemp and products market was estimated at $11.1 billion in retail sales in 2019, NIHC said with an annual growth rate of 52%, driven by continued strength in textiles, food, and industrial uses, and hemp-derived cannabidiol, the global market is forecast to be worth $89 billion by 2025. Although NIHC is getting the money, Kevin Latner, the group's senior vice president for trade and marketing, says... Other members of the industry should be providing input to NIHC on the use of the funds. Here's today's He Said It. We should have modeled better behavior and not join the dinner. That Governor Gavin Newsom, after facing scrutiny for attending a birthday party last week at an elite Napa Valley restaurant, when more people gathered in one place than he and the state consider safe. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, November 16th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.